This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Coming to you live from my job. That's right. I am recording my podcast this week in my car at my job because I'm a maniac and I thought that this would be... I thought this would be an interesting way to start a pot... I thought this would be a fun idea. It's like, why not? I can I could do this early, you know? And uh, here I am crammed in a truck thinking that this was going to make things interesting. A view of a parking lot. They're uh, delivering some Amazon shit next door. It there's, there, This was a horrible idea. It's probably one of the worst ideas I've ever had. And now I got to I got to live with it. I got I'm it's over now. There's no there's no turning back. We're just here now in a parking lot looking like a crazy person cuz I have a microphone and headphones on. People I'm surprised more people haven't been staring at me since I started doing this. But, you know, I, I felt like a uh, location episode would, would switch things up. So why not? I'm, I'm next to the, uh, we're doing some renovations. We got a dumpster here. Big, full dumpster. That's exciting, right? There's nothing exciting about it. Um, been a kind of uneventful week. I uh, went to the mic last night. It was good. It's fun to get up. It was a nice uh, small crowd, but a good crowd. Sometimes you don't need to perform to uh, a large audience, you know? Like, it's not necessary to have... Like, I've done shows where there's 150 people, packed room, at, you know, McGuire's or Governor's, whatever, and they suck. Like, they're not fun. They're it just... They don't enjoy the humor. Like, something... Sometimes there's an incident that turns people off and they're just not in the mood to laugh. Um, You know, and it kind of just, it sucks. Or you get like a half and half audience sometimes where half the audience is willing to laugh. The other half is finding reasons to get mad. Finding, you know, even the last show I did over at the club, the, the headliner went up and he, he told some joke. 
And of course, we're, we're going to get this going to get fucking annoying. I'm about to bitch and moan because of what's about to happen to me. Fuck my life. This is what happens when you take the show on the road. This is what happens. So here I am. I'm about to, you know, I go, go into my open mic thing that I, you know, we'll get back to that. But I want, I'm ready, you know, I'm just about to get rolling. You're getting in the flow of it. Two minutes in, we're ranting, we're raving. Here we are. We're in a parking lot. <laughs> this was my fault. But I want to get mad because the, there's an old man. I actually got to work this morning, and my boss came to me, and he was like, there was an old man here, a strange old man, waiting for you, looking for you, said he would be back sometime this afternoon. And I should have known right then and there exactly what old man it was. So I run Super Bowl pools every year. Now, this is a whole total side topic that didn't think we were going to do. But, hey, this is what you get when you do a show from a parking lot. Um, so I've been doing Super Bowl pools now for a few years because, uh, as the show title already lets you know, I'm a degenerate gambler. And, yeah, I uh, like it. It's fun. However, this old man got into my pool through a friend of a friend of a friend. Somebody uh, at the uh, local watering hole got him involved a few years ago, and he won. And that's great. I have no problem paying out a stranger for their victory. I don't expect to win all the money. I don't expect my friends to win all the money. It's one of those things that, you know... uh, is just, you know, a natural uh, occurrence. Like, not not everybody you like is going to win, and you're not going to win everything, especially in a big Super Bowl box pool. Now, it's what's re- commonly referred to as a share pool. So your normal Super Bowl pool, you pay out by the quarter. Maybe you add a little extra to half. Maybe you put a little extra more than that on final. But ultimately, you spread the money out over the four quarters. That is not the case in what we do with share pool. Share pool is based on score changes. I'm only explaining this because in that particular year, there was 20 score changes. So 20 score changes means 20 winners, which means I got to take 10 grand, divide it over 20 envelopes. Yes, that's $500 an envelope. For those that want to do the math, that's fine. Um, but the reality is... Um, Obviously, the night of the Super Bowl, I know everybody who's won. And, you know, I got it all written down. I got it all figured out. But I got to count the money still. Like, I'm drunk, tired. I'm going to bed Sunday night. And I got to wake up from work Monday morning. The common rule with Super Bowl pools is you give it a day. You give it a day. Super Bowl's on Sunday. You give the bar or whoever's running the pool you're in, you give them 24 hours to get their shit straightened out. You don't start harassing people for the money. Right? I can understand if it was a week. I can understand if it was a month. I can understand if, you know, if it was, you know, three or four days. I can understand being curious. This guy waited not even 12 hours, this old man. And now he, he's showing, he showed up to my job. This was a few years ago now. Shows up to my job, and he sat waiting for me at, like, 10 a.m. 
till noon. And basically, he basically called me out, like, acted like I was stealing his money. He was like, I can't believe this fucking guy. He talked all this shit. He told everybody at the bar that I was trying to, like, rob him. He got paid on Tuesday. He won on Sunday. He got paid on Tuesday. And then he was making a big thing out of it because he's like, I got partners. He hit for $500. He's got partners, multiple partners. So let's just go. If he's got multiple partners, that's a trio. I think we could do the math here. 500 divided by three. This is not significant money. This is not life-changing. And he actually had the audacity to say to me, (laughs) he came to me straight-faced and said, I have partners. I got to get them the money. My friend is relying on it for vacation. For vacation. Straight-faced. For one... Who goes on vacation where they're dependent on gambling money to make it happen? He went into Super Bowl night saying, all right, it's either I hit this box or I'm not going on vacation. Your life must be a nightmare. Not to mention, what kind of shitty vacation are you going on for 160 fucking dollars? That's what you're, that, are you kidding me? 165 bucks, that's, that's making your, breaking your vacation? Are, are you, are you having a vacation in the parking lot of like field five at Jones Beach? Is that your vacation? Honestly, I need an answer from this old man. I still haven't gotten one all these years later. And now I, here I am trying to record a lovely podcast in a beautiful parking lot next to this dumpster. And here, of all people, comes this old relic pulling up, and he's just staring at me. And I know what he wants. I know what he's here for because he's back for more. I've been trying to keep this guy out of this pool for several years now. Matter of fact, I can pinpoint it. I can get the exact number. Let's figure this out right now. I'm going to get the exact number of years. I have been dealing with this man, trying to keep him out of my Super Bowl pools because I cannot stand him. I need to know the number. Five years, five fucking years of this prick. And of all days, he's going to show up. He shows up today. I mean, and I can't even run from him. There was no running. There was no hiding. I can't just, I mean, what? fortunately, he didn't notice that there's two pools. I got two pools going this year, and he only bought a box in the one pool and he didn't bother look at the other side of the board. So, I mean, I only have to deal with him now with the one, but, uh, there's no God. If he hits, if he hits again, there is no God that that's the, uh, I mean, it's the only, um, logical thought process. This man does not deserve the money. 
He doesn't deserve anything. I hope him and his fucking partners don't get to go on their vacations to wherever they go. I mean, where do you go for $160? Is he going to some third world country to bang hookers where he might get AIDS? Like, is that where, like, how, and even then, how does he get there? You can't get there for a hundred, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I got so many questions. There's no vacation to go on. Like, he'd have to, his vacation is doing what I'm doing right now. Sitting in a parking lot next to a dumpster. That's his vacation. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So anyway, guess we'll trans. We'll go back to the open mic. We'll transition back to the open mic. So I can't. I can't even. I can't even make it there. I can't even get back on track right now because I still wanna. I wanna shake this man and scream in his face. I should have threatened him. <laughs> I should have been like, listen here, you fucking old prick. You want in this pool, you'll get paid when I say you get paid. And you shut the fuck up. You stay away from me. Don't come near me. Stay away. Get out. Get away. And the other problem, too, the other problem now here, too, is that There's a fucking rat in the house. There's a rat in the house down at the watering hole. That's the reality, is that they all know I can't stand him. It's been a a well-known, well-documented thing that I can't stand this guy, and I will jump through hoops and go through everything I can for five years now to keep him out. And somebody... Somebody snitched. Somebody was like, he's doing the pool again. He's still at Sable Pizza. So how the fuck would he still know I worked here all these years later? There's a rat, and that's, that's what really has me upset, is now I got to go down to the watering hole and shake some answers out. I got a lot of, I got a lot of questions. And I want answers. Because who's the fucking idiot? Who's the fucking limp dick, fucking cheese-eating rat fuck that would do this to me? That would force me to have to be nice to this elderly man mildly inconvenienced me five years ago. Who did this that I now have to pretend to be like, oh, hey, how are you, bud? Good to see you. All right. Yeah, sure, you can buy a box. It's fucking revolting. I fuck. I should have fucking, oh, God. I should have fucking faked my death the minute I walked into work this morning and they said, there was a weird old man here looking for you. I should have clicked in my brain that we're in the NFL playoffs, and I know who's coming for me. And I should have immediately drove my fucking car off a dock with a cadaver in it and said, oh, he's dead. 
let the old prick know that I'm dead. That Mike Mike Ellison is dead. Can you do that? Uh, yeah. All right, enough on this fucking nonsense. So anyway, back to what I was saying about comedy. No open mics. Um, yeah, you know, the recent show I did, uh, there was a woman in the crowd, and she didn't like that the headliner made a joke about Jesus. So instead of just, you know, not laughing, which is always an option, guys, you know, you can go to a comedy show and just not laugh at what you don't think is funny. That is always a possibility. You know, just keep that in mind. You know, if if you don't like the joke, you just don't laugh. And that's how you show your disapproval by not laughing. Um, But, you know, she couldn't just do that. She had to freak out. She had a whole scene and. She grabbed her son and her and the son, they freaked out and they cursed out the uh, the headliner while he was on the stage in the middle of his set. And it was an awkward moment and, you know, whatever. Not to mention, I mean, you know, she got all mad about the Jesus joke. There was jokes made that night about uh, pedophiles. There was jokes made about murder, uh, kids drowning, uh, you know, a host, a litany if you will, of various, um, you know, inappropriate topics that would come up, dark, fucked up jokes. And that was, that was her moment of rage. But back to what I was saying with the, the crowds, though, is it was a good open mic crowd because everybody was, they were all into it. They were all laughing. They were, it was, they're having a good time. They didn't care that it was, you know, a dump bar and there was 17, not not even 17, there was seven, 17, who the fuck, I'm 17 minutes in, I think that's maybe why I was thinking that, but get the fuck out of here, 17, no, there was like seven, maybe eight people in the bar and then there was a bartender and a cook who was basically standing there not doing anything. So I think we had a full audience of 10 people. But, hey, it was good. It was fun. Um, you know, it. what's always fun to me, too, is when I get to meet different comics at the open mic, there's always, um, uh, uh, there's, like, like, recurring characters that, though they are different people, um, they're really not. They're like, you know, for one, I, I feel like I always come across, there's always a guitar comedian. Everybody wants to be the next, like, Stephen Lynch. There's always some guy with a guitar, and he's, you know, probably should be playing in a band more so than being a comic. Like, I've seen guys who can actually really play, and they don't, but they don't really, like, have jokes, you know? They just kind of, go up there and they strum the guitar and I actually the one guy I like he does bring a guitar on stage but he never uses it I'm a big fan of that I love that it's it's kind of hilarious that he's just what I don't know why I find it so funny but it's just it's much better than the um guy who tries to I don't know put his jokes to music 
And it's and you know it's I just don't like prop comedy. I guess is really where I'm at. Um, so you got one of those guys, and they usually get very uh. They usually get very upset with themselves if like, because I mean there's just too too many ways for them to fuck up their set. You know they get very uh emotional because they could miss the punchline or screw up playing on the guitar and fuck up the song. And it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like an unnecessary element unless you're, you know, you got to get really good at it, I guess. So it's one of those guys. I mean, we had like three of those guys. Then um, there's always one guy who thinks like, he thinks that it's, he's about to break out. There's always that one guy who's like, this is the last time you guys are going to see me because I'm going to the city next week and I'm going to be at the same show as so-and-so and and I'm hitting the cellar after that. And like, yeah, dude, you're going to go to the cellar to, to watch. You're not like, come on. We're here in a fucking dungeon in Lake Ronkonkoma, you know, uh, it's all good. I, I I support you. Go have a great time in the city. Go do your show. That's awesome stuff. But let's rein it in, like baby steps, baby, baby steps. Don't need to be going there. But there's a guy worse than that, and it's the guy who doesn't show up to the mic anymore. It's the guy who used to show up to the mic, who now acts like he's above showing up to the mic. That guy. That is the worst guy. And I know several of them. Several of them. And they also seem to all be the same type of comedian. They're all like these. They want to be like super edgy. And I have no problem with like, I don't like the language police shit. And I'm not, you know, trying to uh, tell anybody how to come up with their jokes or what words they can and can't say. None of that. But, like, just merely being like, hey, guess what? I got this joke about, I don't know, the Jews. Like, that doesn't make it good, you know? Like, I'm not saying you can't do uh, edgy shit. I'm just saying, like, you better make sure that you're hitting something. You better be making sure that it's a good punchline. Because otherwise, you just kind of come off looking like an asshole. And most of the time, I watch these guys have these cringy sets where, like, they're just trying, they're just swinging for the fences on anything offensive. You know what I mean? Like, you, there's tons of things that you could say that are super fucking up, fucked up. It doesn't just automatically make it funny, you know? That's my whole thing. It's like, is it funny? Like, there's guys that do it and do it well. And they're, you know, the Daniel Toshes of the world who make all sorts of fucked up jokes. Uh, yeah, he's good at it. Like, he's made a career of it. There's nothing, I, I see nothing wrong with it. But when it bombs, God, does it bomb. And it's it's hard to watch. And it's like some of these guys, you just wonder, like, do you ever think that maybe you don't need to do, like, 
if you got to ask, like the one dude was like, hey, there's a the guy hosting. He's uh, he's gay. So he goes to the gay comic and he goes, hey, do you think it's okay if I say this word? You know the word. You get where it's going. You know, he's he's getting permission from his gay comedian friend to do the joke where he says the gay the homophobic thing, the slur that we all know and everybody has probably said at some point in their lives. I'm sa- like, and I'm just sitting there like kind of like confused and like I'm I'm just baffled by it. And like the gay dude is sitting there and he's kind of like, I mean, he's like, I guess like if you have to ask, right? Like if you have to ask, maybe you should just not ask and not judge it. When he asked, he just said it. So it's like you asked... If you could say the word, but then you just say the word. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. It's just one of those things where it's like, why do you want to jump into that? It's hard enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard enough to go out there and tell jokes. Like, why do you have to be like, the only way I could be funny, the only way I could be funny is if I drop some racial slurs and on top or homophobic slurs and honestly I don't even have like good jokes surrounding like I don't even know if these guys like watch like a guy like a Chappelle or a Louis or whoever who does edgy material where like you can recognize how they how they go about it you know what I mean like when Louis does his whole bit, like, exactly about the obvious gay homophobic slur that we all know, um, he does that whole bit, and he gets into a whole thing about how, you know, it's not about actually being homosexual. Like, there's different things, you know what I mean? Like, he... And he does it in a great... It's great. It's a great bit. If you... Everybody should know the bit I'm talking about. But if you're a fan of comedy... So I, I just, I don't know. It's one of the, it's gotten to me. Or I can't, like, how awkward that has to be. To, like, like I would never, ever walk up to any other, con- like, not to mention, like, he's got to speak on behalf of the entire gay community right now. Like, you, you've made him the spokesperson because he's the only of the eight people in the room. You know for a fact he's gay. So you just grabbing him being like, hey, gay comic. Make a judgment call on whether I could do this joke or not. I mean, he did the joke, and it, it was, it, I mean, it was whatever. It was, it was stupid. And it was, it's not, again, even because he said the word, it's just not a good joke. Like, it wasn't funny. I don't know, just food for thought out here in this beautiful landscape of a parking lot. You know, the cardboard dumpster's getting emptied. Yep. Yeah, it's good times out here. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very uh, interesting crew over at these open mics. I can get used to it, though. Like, you know, there's always, you're always going to meet some weirdos. You know, like, there's not, not everybody that gets into comedy is uh, mentally sane. Matter of fact, most of us aren't. Like, I know I'm a little crazy. I'm a little crazy. 
but I can fit in like a normal person in society for the most part. For the most part, I don't come off as like a raving lunatic. I think, at least to my knowledge, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's fourth quarter of a Jets game in public. I, I, yeah. At that point, I know I'm coming off as a raving lunatic. But that's a very specific time and place. Like, they have to actually be in the game and have a chance to win. If it's not that, you know, so at most, that's a max. That's a max, right? 17 games a year. That's seven at most 17 days out of the year where I'm getting really, you know, fucking. And, and it's only for, like, what, half an hour, an hour? Maybe there's some more. Maybe there's some more times where I've been crazy. But in the comedic. Uh, comedy world there's a lot of fucking crazies a lot of fucking crazies there's sometimes the the most awkward is when you'll just get somebody who wants to just talk they just want to talk into the mic they don't really have uh, <laughs> any type of jokes they'll just get up there and they'll they'll like talk to their friend who's sitting in the audience they'll be like hey bob you read the sports section today who reads newspapers anymore, Mike? What are you talking about? Hey, Bob, did you read your cell phone updates from ESPN's app today? But that's the type of... But seriously, they'll do that. They will just sit there and have a conversation with a total random person on the stage. And they think, hey, I did comedy. It's like, that wasn't comedy. But sure... I mean, that's kind of the one thing with comedy, too, is that, you know, there is no um, uh, tryout process. There's no um, interview. There's no... You just sign up for a show. You you grab the microphone. You walk up there, and you're a comedian now. That's really it. That's how it works. It's part of the beauty of it, while also perhaps some of the downside. But I think I'm going to start making myself more of a figure at these uh at the open mics. They're they're fun. You know, I that's that's really all I look, you know, look for is have a little fun, you know. And I can maybe meet, you know, a couple more freaks and ghouls and guys with guitars who want to smash their faces with them because they missed a note to an audience of eight people. What other podcast takes you on such exciting adventures like podcasting from the seat, the front seat of your truck in the back parking lot of your job? No other podcast does that like a total degenerate podcast. That's why you got to subscribe. That's why you got to rate. That's why you got to review. That's why you got to tell all your friends. That's why you got to follow the podcast on Instagram. Yes, the great sensational Instagram page that has non-stop fucking updates all the time and it's got the greatest most hilarious posts ever it's totally worth your time and follow so get out there and do it don't be a fool so yes this is the greatest podcast coming to you not really live because you're probably listening to another day but next to a Winter Brothers fucking garbage dumpster 
a homeless guy is taking a shit next to the truck. This is where great podcasting is done. You know, you don't need a studio. Why do you want to be in a studio? With seats and comforts and... You don't need any of that. Just sit in your fucking car. That's where the best podcasting's done, and that's why this is the best podcast. So please, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell this kid who's texting while he's riding his bike past me. Hey, asshole! Hey, asshole! Asshole. You get hit by a fucking car, this kid. If he gets hit by a car, he can't listen to the podcast. I gotta... I got to get him subscribed first. Then he can go get hit by a car. I mean, that's a very... I care about the kids, you know? I don't want them to... And then you got this fucking guy who's on one of these little mini bikes. What is with these grown adult men who want to ride on these stupid little motorcycles? Like, these, like a mini bike or these like fast scooters. I mean, I mean, why does everybody think that it's like cool now to fucking drive things that's going to end up with your head getting fucking cracked open on the fucking curb? Look like a fucking idiot. You're not, you know what I mean? Like you're not joining the X Games to go do some fucking jumps, so... Put the mini bike away. You're 37. Let it go. So anyway, yeah, subscribe, rate, review, and uh, follow the uh, Instagram. And for all those who have already, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, this recording in the uh, parking lot thing, it's not that bad. I actually kind of like it. It's a little better than just kind of sitting in your dark dank dungeon of a, an apartment every every week and you know you got to change it up I, I like the change of pace that this has brought me but you know as always we got to uh close out with some uh winners in the nfl uh we're into the playoffs now it's a very it's a very sad time of year in the sense it's a fun and exciting time but it's a sad time because now that the regular season's over, college football's over, there's only 13 left. There's only 13 NFL games left. Got to just jump into college basketball. And I love college basketball, but, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same as the old NFL. But, no, without further ado, let's start, you know, so – the reality is, with only 13 games left, there's no more picking and choosing. You don't pick and choose during the NFL playoffs. You have to bet every game. Responsibly, of course, but bet every game. Don't let a game go by without action. We only have there's very limited time left. No, you, you kind of need to be choosy if you actually want to profit. But if you're just degenerate who wants action everywhere... Bet every game. And that I'm going to give you a pick on every game. I'm going to give you a fucking winner on every game, starting right now. 30, Saturday, 
the San Francisco 49ers. They're hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I would have so much rather seen Green Bay or Detroit get in. Green Bay or Detroit getting in would have made the playoffs so much more fun. Can we just honestly say that for a second? Like, the way Detroit's been playing, they're scrappy enough where they could have pulled off an upset maybe. Um, Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. They could have pulled up an upset for sure. Seattle, I do not think, is pulling the upset. I do not. Matter of fact, Seattle struggled to beat the fucking Rams last week. It's absolutely ridiculous. There we go. I got my first stare. I just got grilled by this dude. He's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But whatever. Who cares? Judge away. Um, The number currently is nine and a half. At nine and a half, I want nothing to do with it. Maybe Seattle first half. That might be the move. Plus six right now. That's not going to get any. That's not going to get worse or better most likely. That'll remain around six. If it goes back to ten, it'll still be six, maybe six and a half. So maybe Seattle first half is, you know, they could stick around early. I mean, it's a low total. Total's 42 and a half. So I'm going to say Seattle first half, uh, game number one. Game number two, uh, we go to the night. We go to Jacksonville, Florida. The Chargers are a two-point favorite. Over under 47 and a half. Jaguars getting two at home. I'm going to make this simple. I don't believe in either one of these teams, really. But I do believe that Jacksonville is the hotter team. Jacksonville might actually even be the better team. Um, I think the most explosive player on the field is on the Chargers. That's Austin Eckler. He's been an absolute stud this year, but... I think if Jacksonville plays a clean football game and doesn't turn the ball over and doesn't make really fucking just terrible mistakes, they can win this thing. Uh, So it's plus two right now. Probably not getting a three. Uh, Jacksonville teased up to eight. You're going to capture seven there. I like that a lot. Uh, I'll get to the other leg of a teaser that I already put in to match with Jacksonville. We'll get to that in a few. But – um. I, I think Jacksonville's live to win. Jacksonville money line, Jacksonville with the points. I like the Jags. Game number two. Game number three, we're moving to Buffalo, where the Dolphins have no quarterback. Uh, totals 43 and a half. Buffalo is now minus 13. It sucks. I, I don't like laying double digits, but the only move in this game is Buffalo. You gotta be. You just gotta lay it. You lay it. You hope for the best. They probably are gonna get. They're gonna get blown out. If it's Skylar Thompson, which is what it's looking like, it might be. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson sucks. He's terrible. He he mustered up nine points against the Jets last week. You know what I mean? Like you can't win putting up nine points against the Bills. Like, even if you want to say the Jets have a better defense than the Bills, which I do because I'm an arrogant Jet fan. Um, Okay, fine. Let's. All right, so what is Skylar Thompson going to put up against the Bills? He's going to put up 16, 17. How much better of a game is he really going to have against the Bills defense than against the Jets? And then on the, uh, on the flip side of it, he can't – they can't stop the Bills. The Bills could put up 50. 
So, you know what I mean? The, as far as I'm concerned, it's bills or nothing. Lay it. That That's pick number three. All right. Let's get it moving. 440 Sunday. Giants are on the road at the Vikings. The Vikings are a three-point favorite over under 48. I hate this game. I hate this game because all my Giants fan friends are going to tell me to bet the Giants, and I'm not going to want to bet the Giants. I kind of want to go against the grain. So I kind of want to bet the Vikings, but it's the Vikings, and they always find a way to fuck me. Matter of fact, I bet the Vikings against the Giants, laying four earlier this year, and the Vikings won by three. Now it's three, and it's like still kind of want to bet the Vikings, but ultimately I think what I'm just going to do is I think I'm going to just take the over. Uh, the Vikings defense uh, is not that great. I think they'll be able to move the ball on the Giants. The Giants have good pass rush, but the Vikings will be able to get the ball out quick. Dump offs to Dalvin Cook. Uh, quick slants to Justin Jefferson. They'll they'll find ways to get that pass rush off their back. And I think they'll be able to move the ball. On the flip side, too, I don't see the Vikings, uh, you know, defense really being world beaters either. I think Daniel Jones could have some success. 48, so you're telling me 24 up. I believe the last game ended 27-24. I could totally see this game being that same similar type of game. Like, you don't need – at 48, you don't need uh, it to be a fucking barn burner, 35 up type of game. Like, I like the over. That's what I'm going with keep it moving game number five I don't know when I'm gonna make this bet I'm not I haven't done it yet because we we haven't confirmed the quarterback it's looking more and more like Lamar Jackson is not gonna play for Baltimore on Sunday night uh the total is currently 41 the spread is the Bengals minus eight just let it climb let it climb and the higher it gets uh, wait and wait and wait, and I think bet Baltimore last second. It's a hold-your-nose type of bet. It's ugly. It's disgusting. Nobody's going to want it, and it's exactly why it's a good bet. So that is uh, game number five. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I I don't even know where – how the, dude, the line could get to 10.5. Maybe – probably not. Probably won't get higher than 9.5. It's already – it's at 8 right now. I would imagine it stays below 10. They don't like to give up those key numbers if they don't have to. So I, I but I would still lean to uh, the Ravens. Finally, this is my favorite game of the week. I love this bet. I love it so much that it actually makes me want to throw up. The Dallas Cowboys are two and a half point road favorites. Over under 45 and a half. They're at Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks win the division. They don't have a winning record. They're eight and nine. They have looked so bad all year long. Tom Brady has been a disaster. And everybody thinks it's maybe time Tom hangs it up. Time versus Tom has finally caught up and time is winning. The offensive line is an absolute joke. They cannot score points. Dallas could put up 50 burgers on teams. Dallas is, you know, got this high-powered fucking offense. 
It's a cheap number. It's only two and a half. Dallas wins by three. You cover your bet. It seems real easy, don't it? Dallas was 12 and four. Dallas was uh, 12 and five. Dallas is the best team. I mean, the best wild card team. How is it that Dallas, it's not even fair that Dallas doesn't have the home game. Why do they have to go on the road? Why is it, it's ridiculous. The Bucs stink. The Bucs don't belong here. The Bucs are going to win this game outright. Bucks money line. It's plus 120. I already hit it at plus 130. I, I recommend getting on it because it's going to plus 110. It will definitely be lower by game time. So hit the fucking money line. Hit it now. Take the two and a half if you want. And I like the Bucks in a teaser. That's the second half of that Jaguars tease. So if you want my favorite bets of the week, here I'll give you the, I gave you a pick on every game, but I'll give you my favorite picks. Bucks plus two and a half, Bucks money line. Uh teaser of Jacksonville plus eight. Uh yeah, some plus two up to plus eight with Bucks plus eight and a half. Love that. And I will go with the uh Vikings Giants over as a third. Why not? So there you go. There are my picks. That's a podcast. Everybody now there's a lot of people that I'm getting a lot of weird looks now. Everyone is wondering what the fuck I'm doing. So I got to go.